I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Katie Pavlich, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, October 30th, 2020. I'm Trey Yanks. German health systems could be overwhelmed by COVID-19, Chancellor Angela Merkel is warning this week. They have definitely been fully engulfed by the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic in Europe. And uh, hospitals are also swelling up slowly with with COVID-19 patients. Uh, Again, it's still better than some other countries in the neighborhood, for example, Belgium or France. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. Germany was once a coronavirus success story in Europe. Now the country is facing a large second wave of the virus. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Boyan Panchevsky, the Germany correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Starting first in Belgium, that has seen a 21% positivity rate in testing, with certain towns above 40%. According to reports, authorities are going undercover to issue fines for those violating restrictions. Belgium has seen 370,000 total cases of COVID-19. Now to Poland, that saw 157,000 new cases over the past two weeks. The country reached its highest daily total in the past 24 hours, with more than 20,000 people infected. From October 24th, Poland has been declared a red zone, with restaurants closing and kids shifting to online learning. Finally, in Germany, a modified lockdown is underway that will last through November. 480,000 total cases have been reported in Germany, along with more than 10,000 deaths. As German Chancellor Angela Merkel warns of a difficult winter ahead, there will likely be an ongoing political battle about the rules she is putting forward. Germany is still com- doing comparatively well, uh, you know, compared to France, for example, where you have over 40, almost 50,000 new cases a day. In Germany, you have around 16 new ca- thousand new cases today, so that's still better than the neighborhood. This is Boyan Panchevsky, the Germany correspondent for the Wall Street Journal. But they have definitely been fully engulfed by the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic in Europe. And then uh, hospitals are also swelling up slowly with with COVID-19 patients. Uh, Again, it's still better than some other countries in the neighborhood, for example, Belgium or France or Spain, uh, but it's looking pretty grim when people, when experts look at these curves, they anticipate that uh, there will be a run on the hospitals quite soon. And that's why basically the government was forced into announcing a sort of a semi-lockdown. I imagine there's a lot of pushback, not only from citizens, but also politicians who don't agree with this approach to curbing the spread of COVID-19. What's the political battle like in Germany over these new restrictions? Yeah, well, basically, you have to know that the new restrictions are much more targeted than the first way around. And I think that's probably true for most European countries. So here in Germany, essentially, the restrictors, the restrictions are, they're more tailored, they're more focused to basically specific industries. But however, they are... um, you know, members of these uh, of, of the associations of restaurants and bars and, and fitness clubs and so on are threatening to take legal action against the government for imposing this. And some legal experts are saying they might actually stand a chance in, in obstructing the, the lockdown because uh, we have seen in the recent past in Germany there was an attempt basically to ban hotels and other accommodations from hosting um, people from... Uh, 
uh, from areas where there is a high incidence of coronavirus and internally, so from other places in Germany. So this is about internal German German travel within Germany. And several courts overturned that decision as unconstitutional. So things like that might start happening. You know, we, we, we are probably looking at the possibility of prolonged legal battles over this. And in some countries, other than Germany, we've seen, you know, protests on the streets, uh, notably in Italy. People seem to be sort of frustrated. They don't really see a way out of this because it, it would appear that governments are basically guided by the situation on the ground and they don't have an actual strategy that, that seems to be sustainable. That there is, there is a fear that we are entering a cycle of lockdowns and that every time the infection it goes up that uh, governments will impose restrictions and obviously that that will be quite devastating for for the economy yeah there's this tension all over and it's almost as if people have just had enough and there's a certain section of populations that say we're going to take our chances we need to open up for business again when it comes to opening things up everyone seems to be on the same page when it comes to vaccines. And you came out with a piece this month about a small German biotech company that is now one of the key players in the race for a vaccine. Uh, tell us about this company and why it's important in this larger conversation about getting people ultimately vaccinated and back to somewhat of a normal life. Yeah, great, great hopes are being placed in, in the vaccine. And, and it's probably going to be the case that several companies come out with their versions of the corona vaccine in a quick succession. It seems for now that one of the front runners or perhaps the front runner is a company from the German town of Mainz, which is called BioNTech. BioNTech is, is a biotech company. Uh, it was founded by a married couple of two um, sort of second-generation uh, Turkish immigrants to this country, and they have partnered with Pfizer in the United States to develop a, a coronavirus vaccine, which is in the final stage of trials at the moment. And the two companies have said that they expect to be able to seek authorization from the regulators in both America and, and Europe by the end of November, or more specifically the third week of November. If that happens, if they keep that schedule, that means regulators would be given a chance to act quickly. And if they're able to do that, we could see the vaccine sort of hit the market by the end of the year. So almost immediately after after submitting a request for authorization. And obviously that will be a great boost to morale everywhere. However, you know, one word of caution is that they don't have the capacity to make enough vaccines for everyone. So initially, it will be the case that, you know, groups will be prioritized in society and, and probably will be the case that medical workers, doctors, nurses, carers will get the first doses and then they will be followed by the elderly and other people who have known risk factors um, regarding coronavirus. And then gradually they will unroll a mass uh, vaccination campaign for basically everyone who wants to get a vaccine. For Germany, some experts uh, in the government have estimated that to vaccinate so pretty much everyone who wants to be vaccinated, it would take about seven months. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an immediate boost, but however, it will also take a bit of time until, you know, enough people in society are vaccinated. I think it's been estimated that around 60% uh, of any population need to be immune to the virus for, for basically for the epidemic there to stop. That means they would either have to be vaccinated or, or to have had the virus and, and survived it. You've been listening to Boyan Panchevsky. The Germany correspondent for the Wall Street Journal. We'll be right back. Seven months. Wow. I mean, it's interesting to see how this is all going to play out in terms of once those frontline workers are vaccinated and the elderly population is vaccinated, those with pre-existing conditions. I imagine there's going to be a lot of conversations about the following groups and how someone's socioeconomic standing, for example, plays into their ability to get vaccinated. I know the EU is warning this week that they don't think there will be enough vaccines for everyone in Europe until the year 2022. And it's incredible to think how economies may recover somewhat, but still will be facing some major hardships all through next year. Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably true. I think we're looking at a prolonged period of uncertainty even after the vaccine comes to market. I mean, obviously, it would be very fortunate if if several companies would come up with with a vaccine almost at the same time. And and obviously, there are other front runners. You know, the University of Oxford in England and, and the company AstraZeneca are also quite close. Uh, they say to submitting their vaccine for approval. The company Moderna in the United States is there as well. So if you have all these companies sort of applying at the same time, then we'll we'll get a you know we'll get many more vaccine doses, and that will be much easier. But even so, it, it will definitely take some time before the population is immunized to a degree sufficient to basically stop the pandemic in its tracks. And that means basically that people have to sort of brace for for at least another almost a year. Of, of uncertainty and, and definitely measures such as wearing masks or keeping distance will persist in Europe at least. And I think mo- most policymakers are in agreement that even with the vaccine out, it will take a long time before we sort of shed these uh, precautionary measures. Absolutely. I really appreciate your perspective on all of this. And I know that many people will be following your work closely as the vaccine development continues. Boyan Panchevsky, the Germany correspondent for the Wall Street Journal. Boyan, thank you again for your time. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.